1: All right, we're here with a season review for West Ham, so we called in the big guns. Uh, Sean Weston, you can find on Twitter, at West Ham Football. Uh, you can also find his content over at More Than Just a Podcast and Claret and Hugh. Sean, great having you back on. Uh, we'll just kind of start where the season left off. The win against Everton, obviously one that Moyes definitely would have enjoyed. Uh, what were your thoughts
2: on that match? Uh, it was a great way to finish um, the season. Good to be back, by the way. Good to hear your dulcet tones. Apologies, I haven't been on much. And the latter part of the season, there's it, it, been a bit going on—marches and protests, and Moy's out, Moy's in, village out, village <laughs> in, players out, players in. So um, uh, apologies, my my um, my blogging sphere, podcasting, has sort of overtaken my life in the latter half of the the season. But no yeah, worries. I mean, look, we were playing Big Sam, our arch nem uh, nemesis. We were singing to the Everton fans, "We hate Big Sam more than you." Uh, we were joining in, in other words, I can't say on a podcast because uh, children might be listening. Uh, so, was it great to do one over on Everton, who for some reason, and I don't get this, but Everton fans dislike us and we dislike Everton fans. And this is only sort of built up in the last sort of maybe five years because actually we're similar kind of family based clubs. Passionate fans, but some reason, particularly online in social media, everton fans I think it's because we're sort of vying for a similar place in in the in the Premier League, sort of you know maybe between eight and ten without having a bad season mm. um and we're a similar turnover, so yeah, it was good to turn over everton uh I mean, you could argue Everton had nothing to play for, but good to see Lanzini get two in. Uh, An back on queue with what was that, his eleventh for the season. Uh good you know, I couldn't criticise any of the players. Um the only thing you say is, did Everton turn up? And and what a great finish for David Moyes. I mean, for all the criticism, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, he did his job, didn't he? He was asked to keep West Ham up. He did. He mm-hmm. finished in thirteenth place. Just the game against um Everton, by the way, earned us another four million. 2 million a place to finish in the Premier League uh we jumped up from 15th to 13th we could have gone down to 17th by the way depending on the results but that earned us another 4 million so mm. he paid for Moyes who by the way was only on 15,000 pound a week he gets about 2 million pound bonus though for his position and saving us so he got about half a million in in, in wages but 2 million pound bonus not a bad job <laughs> month job if you can get it um, so yeah, I haven't been asked, but <laughs> fair play to him, fair play to him. Yeah. I'll
1: credit, uh, certainly due to him, uh, keeping you up. As you said, that was his objective. Um, I also wanted to, to get your take on the, the atmosphere around the club, the fan base in particular, the last time people really heard about the fan base in particular was, uh, after that Burnley match during that Burnley match as well. i mm. uh, just curious to hear if things have gotten a little bit better on the fan
2: side. Has the relationship healed at all between fans and club? Do you know what? It's it's almost like it didn't happen. And, and it's strange because there was that build-up. There was that uh, winter of discontent, really, early spring. Um, you know, it was building up. We were having bad results on the pitch. We looked like we were going to get relegated. Then we were moaning about the London Stadium. Then we were moaning about the owners. There was going to be a march, and everyone had got behind this march. And the march was called off at the last minute. And I think, you know, we... Look, it was a hard season. We we conceded the most goals I think in the Premier League and we've ever conceded. We would be knocked 4-0 or 3-0 when when you're knocked like that every single week in week out, it's hard. And when you're not you're not against Burnley. Look, I found I'll be honest with you. Right or wrong, crucify me if you want, but I was in front of the directors box. I don't know if I was protesting. I got swept up in it. And my my Seat in the lower tier Hmm. in the London Stadium is right near the director's box. The second goal winning, I was pissed off. And I just found myself being drawn in to the spectacle, which was, you know, in my view, some banter being sung to Burnley. I mean, obviously, we'd had the pitch invasions. But let's remember, 57,000 people, three people got on the pitch. Um, It wasn't a riot. I was in the middle of it. I was videoing it. It was a singing songs you know which again can't be repeated on this podcast against our board (laughs) and you know what has football got that tame has football got that sterile where we can't stand up and we can't sing songs and we can't protest anymore i mean that that's if, if we have got to that it's not a football i recognize um but that said you know i'm sure if you've seen the london stadium you'll know that now we've got um lots of stewards in front of the pitch with football boots on and safety glasses, I kid you not, who are ready to run on the pitch. Of course, we've had no trouble. We've had no more marches. Uh, there was a little plan march where about a hundred people turned up, and do you know what? It's been largely forgotten because we've been, we've survived in the Premier League. We've sort of accepted we can't do anything about the London Stadium. You know, we've moved and etc. And our owners aren't going to sell. So what are we are going to do about it? So it's it's died on. You know, Pe- people are saying, well, let's call a truce to the summer. But but really, is there is there a call to then Right. Let's march against the board again. No, um, you know, it wasn't a great season, but we survived. And now all the talk is only on one subject, and that is who is going to be our next manager. And how much are we going to spend in the summer? So I think there is a sort of easy truce at the moment. All eyes are on how much they're going to put their hand in the pocket and how much budget is a new manager going to get? Who's going to be the new director of football or head of recruitment? Um, And and those things have got to be decided pretty quickly because, um, you know, the transfer window opens very early um, uh, this
1: summer. Yeah, the transfer window opening probably by the time you're hearing this, um, and then yeah. of course ends before the season starts. But but it sounds like you're saying West Ham as a club and as a fan base are both r- preferring to look towards the future than than back on any uh, past yeah. hostilities. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, on to uh, actual players here. Um, Marco Ornatovic, uh, that signing looks fantastic. The first half of the season, less so. But he he's obviously been a very driving force here. The back half of the season, as you mentioned. Uh, did end up notching 11 goals. A lot of those actually playing up front as opposed to on the wing where he most frequently played for Stoke and they'll surely be missing him having now gone down. Uh, do you think uh, Arnautovic is more naturally fit to to play up front or would you think that he may move back to the wing with Carroll taking up the
2: number nine slot uh, next season? Uh, it's a difficult one. He's played well as a center forward, hasn't he? And, um... You know, it's it's for the new manager to decide, or the old manager. Um, I'm sure we will talk about that. Look, Noutovich came. Uh, he he won Hammer of the Year, which is a big prestigious award for the player of the year, voted for by the fans. You know, won by Bobby Moore and uh, and uh, Jeff Hurst over the years, etc. He he apologised at the end when they did the player um, walk around at the end on Sunday when we played Everton. He said, "I'm sorry for the first three months." Um, but they just love him, West Ham fans. And the reason is not that he just scores goals, not that he tries, but you know what? And and some people may say it's fake, but the way he crosses his hammers, the way he kisses the badge, the way he talks about West Ham with passion, that's all we want. We want a trier. We want someone who who loves the club or appears to love the club. Um, Mm. And we've really taken him to heart and, and he can do no wrong. And and I hope I don't get in trouble with this, but um, what we say about him is is he's a bastard, but he's our bastard, (laughs) and and that's a really way to describe him because he's 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 a right handful for the opposition, Um, and he went up against the top teams and 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 proved how tricky it was, you know. He seems to relish those big matches. Oh yeah, against Chelsea, and um, obviously we just had Man United and holding Man United, so. You know, I'm I'm expecting a lot more for him uh, next season. Um, yeah, and it will be down to the manager who whether they play him up front or on the wing. I think he can do either, um, but certainly got more goals uh, up front. But it depends if Hernandez stays. It depends if Andy mm-hmm. Carroll stays. Uh, it depends on on whether an, another striker comes in. Yeah, I'll probably touch on Totorito here in a little bit.
1: Um, but first, I want to go to the other end of the pitch. Uh, with Joe Hart news today that he won't be making the trip uh, with England to Russia for the World Cup. What did you make of his season? I I did see an interesting set that him and Adrian played exactly the same amount of minutes on 1,710. Yeah, almost a fix. Look,
2: Joe Hart, any club he pays for, he plays a passionate. The problem with Joe Hart, and I'll be honest with you, is how much he costs. We were paying him 125 grand a week interestingly man city were paying him 55 grand a week on top of that yeah he's he's or 50 he's on 175 grand a week his contract finishes at the end of may with west ham and with man city he'd be a free agent um when it came down to it you know he had some good games for us but look at adrian what he's paid and how loyal he he's, he's folk hero with the club. He had a great game against um, Everton and against Man United. And you've got to say, when you put them alongside each other, I would probably prefer Adrian to Joe Hart. And I wrote a blog today saying, you know, Joe Hart snubbed by club and country. Uh, and, and that's the, the, you know, he hasn't made the last 23. He's been snubbed by England. He's been snubbed by his own club, um, Man City. And he's been snubbed by West Ham, who will not make a bid for him. You know, unless he's gonna drop his wages to like 30 grand a week, there is no room for Joe Hart in in um in West Ham next season. Uh, do you think there will be a place for David Moyes at West Ham next season? So, um our senior sources close to the club say he's got a twenty five percent chance to cut to the chase. Um you know, it's it's no um it's no uh, secret that David uh, Sullivan interviewed um, Paulo uh, uh, Fonseca yesterday. Uh, he's due to also interview Una Emery uh, later this week. Um, he spoke to David Moyes yesterday uh, morning, his normal post match debrief from the Everton game. And he's due to meet David Moyes next week for a formal interview. Uh, my understanding as it stands is it's a free horse race yes they do like others yes they do like Pellegrini uh, but he's still in China yes they do like um, Rafa Benitis, but he's just playing us to get more money out of Newcastle mm. and you could name a whole host of other people realistically my information as it stands as we speak today it's a free horse race between Emery, uh, Fonseca and, um, and Moise.
0: So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
1: Interesting. Uh, Do you think that you'd be looking for uh, kind of an older manager there with a bit more of an established style? And would you want them to play any particular way or just kind of let them do their thing when they come in?
2: Well, well, the interesting thing is, I mean, we know that the problem with Moyes is, you know, it, it depends on ambition. If the bulls' ambition is just to stay in the Premier League, then keep David Moyes, right? He's a He reminds me a bit of um, mm. Sam Allardyce, you know, the football is not interesting, safety first. And it, it's not really what we want on West Ham. It's fun. not inspiring. Um, now you look at, I don't know how much you know about Paolo uh, Fonseca from um Sheka Oh Donetsk Yeah um but he's he plays quite an attacking exciting mm. football uh that's what West Ham fans will love um and Emery as well in his time at Spain you know he's he's had it easy maybe at PSG but in Spain has played quite an attacking football so I see both of those going down quite well with West Ham fans the only problem is Neither of them speak English, Um, and that's got to be a bit of a problem to uh, cope in the Premier League.
1: Yeah. I know when uh, Tottenham hired Mauricio Pochettino, part of the deal was that he had to do all of his press conferences in English, which was not an easy task or an easy listen that first season. Um, I mentioned that we get back to Chicharito, and we surely will hear. Uh, Obviously, did not have the impact that I bet many West Ham fans and uh, fantasy owners would have expected when he came back to England. Uh, what do you think of uh, his future? And are there any other players that disappointed that may be on their way out in the summer?
2: Um, well, I mean, it, again, I hate to sound like broken record, but it, temp- it depends on the manager. Um, look, him and Moyes never got on. And despite saying, oh, it's a fresh sheet, I, I'm not sure Moyes really rated Fernandes. Uh, the Premier League has changed, and I'm not sure fernandez can keep up with it um he's certainly a fox in the box still and he can still put them in but can you have the luxury of just having a man to come up and slot them in without the rest of his game hmm. um i don't know the jury's out and, and, a, and a manager will have to come in the same with andy carroll you know do we do we take any offer that comes in this season or do we let him work out his contract for his last year at 85 grand a week and by the way, going back to Fernandez sorry, for not Fernandes, Hernandez Chikorito, he's on hundred and forty five grand a week as the as the highest player. So there's a lot of money tied up with him where we spent the second half of the season under David Moyes using Marco anautovic <laughs> as the striker and keeping um our strikers on the bench. I mean Andy Carroll yeah. was injured until the end. Um but, you know, uh Player revolt, um, my understanding is Nandis and Carroll did not like Moyes one little bit. Add to them a number of other people, including Adrian, a little bit player revolt that didn't like David Moyes. Maybe maybe because they weren't getting chosen, they weren't getting picked, but uh, it all leads to dressing room unrest, doesn't it? (laughs) Surely. Uh, Do you have a preference
1: on if the two of them stayed or would you rather see the back of them?
2: I'm, uh, do you know what, Andy Carroll is a great super sub to have 85 grand a week. Hernandez, I'd like to see him uh, do well, but I just don't know if there's a place for him. So if I'm honest, if we could get a 16 million back, I I would probably try and bring someone else in and say thanks. But, you know, Premier League's moved on a bit, mate, you know. Um, So I wouldn't wouldn't be sad to see him go. Uh, Hernandez. I I think he hasn't had the best chances under Moyes, but he's had chances, and you know he got goals, but not enough for for someone of his his caliber. Mm. Yeah, certainly.
1: Uh, on the other end, uh, your recruitment has certainly been questioned over the past few seasons. I myself at times have felt like you just try to get the best available players and hope that they can just figure it out on the pitch instead of really having like a designated um, style in mind and then buying players to fit that obviously the answer you've given uh, multiple times at the start of needing to see who the manager is first makes sense but are there positions in particular that you'd like to address and would you like to kind of try to uh, develop more of a uh, style when signing them or do you even agree uh, Mm. with that assessment
2: well well, first of all we got to get a manager but secondly after we get the manager we got to get ahead of recruitment we still haven't got ahead of recruitment and david sullivan has promised not to get interfere anymore and we're going to revamp that so there's a lot to do isn't there manager new head of recruitment and then we can come and worry about everything else right we need a new goalkeeper right whether adrian is could go to spain uh real Betis to, to go back where he came from joe hart he's gone if we look at defense uh obviously evra <laughs> patrice ever has finished his short-term contract mm-hmm. Uh, James Collins' contract's finish. he's going. Winston Reid is surplus to requirements and, and will be available. Uh, Aaron Cresswell uh, is available at a price as well. So you've actually got to build a defence. You know, Declan Rice is doing very well in the centre of defence. Obona is very good. Uh, and probably zabaletta has got another year in him. Uh, but we need a left back. And we need a good centre back uh, in addition to the, a goalkeeper. When you look in the midfield, yeah, I we like Mario, but I don't think we can afford him. I, th- I think I think Inter might set twenty six million pound. I'm not sure he's worth that. Uh, we getting a bit slow. Noble love him to bits. is getting a bit slow. We need some. We need some midfielders. I, Lanzini will stay don't believe this hype about him going to Liverpool for 50 million all made up rumors uh by probably his own people trying to get a new deal uh he's got two years left by the way and another year option on top of that uh so we, we need to strengthen our midfield particularly a defensive midfielder like we were looking at Cavalio from Sporting Lisbon um and and you know, I'm trying to think who else is going. So we've got, uh, I say we've got Mario going and and, and we need a, another striker, don't we? Particularly if Hernandez and Andy Carroll are going, uh, we need a, a, a new striking force as well. So um, there's quite a lot of positions, isn't there, there <laughs> to replace? I, I see us needing a minimum of six uh, new players over the summer. Mm-hmm. And likely six to
1: match them going out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like well, some of an them an have ob- gone out. So, so I've said, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our, our loans. So, Hart, Mario, uh, Patrice Evra, um, Collins uh, have already gone because our loans and and an end of contract. So, mm-hmm. some of them are naturally gone already. So, uh, we've got the wage bill to. Uh, uh, to be able those to bring in replacements.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, assuming that you do address uh, at least the majority of those needs, what will your expectations be next season? This may also be tied up in the manager, as you said, Lehman uh, um,
2: Boys. Well, I mean, we've got to. I hate saying next level because it, it sounds crap, you know. Um, we need to push on. Look, we finished 11th the season before, we finished 13th. Mm-hmm. If we really want to start pushing, we need to be top 10. So I'm not going to say top 6 or top 8 because that would be ridiculous. We have to be top 10. Yeah. And and if we can get top 10, I will I will build on that with with a nice cup run. Uh and we need to be moving two or three uh spaces up the league and getting better and better cup runs and and getting some consistency. Um Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. The London Stadium's going to not change anything money wise or player wise. But I just want, um, I'd love to be in a position and I know Arsenal fans will kill me to be saying goodbye to a manager after 21 years. Yeah. Um, we don't see it in the premier league anymore. Uh, and we thought that might be, um, you know, Slav and Bilic, but we're a fickle bunch, aren't we? Hmm. And and uh, sometimes I think fans have too much power and owners listen too much to um, to fan power when, you know, they want they want the manager out and the next one in. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, quotes in American
1: sports uh, has always been uh, if an owner starts listening to the fans, he'll be sitting with them soon. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but we can leave it there, Sean. Absolute pleasure speaking with you. Uh, tell the folks where they can find you.
2: Yeah, well, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at West Ham football. Uh, I do a West Ham podcast. If you happen to be a hammer more than just a podcast.co.uk. And that's more is in Bobby Moore with two O's. And finally, we run a West Ham news site, all things West Ham, uh, 24 by 7 and that is claretandhue.info. claretandhue.info, Uh It's been a pleasure coming back and talking to you. Thanks, yeah. Kev. Yeah, great chatting with you as well, and I'm sure I'll speak soon. Bye. Bye.